You're listening to the Impact Theory Podcast, your source of empowering ideas and actionable techniques from the world's highest achievers. Join host Tom Bilyeu, serial entrepreneur and co-founder of the billion-dollar brand Quest Nutrition, on a journey to unlock your potential and realize your vision of success. Welcome to Impact Theory. Hello, hello. Live from our vacation here, we are in French Polynesia, uh, which is amazing. And what we wanted to talk about are rules of engagement, Um, but being on vacation and just spending a massive amount of time um, trying to coordinate two different people, what they want to do, uh, we realized that we fall right into rhythm with all of our rules of engagement, so we wanted to start with that. I'm actually trying a new um, technique. I guess so. One of so we have this uh, technique that we use is called selfish desire, and I cannot tell you how powerful. By the way, Alex Springer, Impact Sub, welcome to the feed. It's all about those uh, Impact Subs. That's huge for us. Um, so selfish desire is a way that I we're both pleasers. We want to make the other person happy. We come from families of pleasers. So what we found was whenever we were trying to do something, we would inevitably get stuck in the, what do you want to do? I don't know, what do you want to do? It drove me nuts. Or you think you're doing something for somebody else, like, oh, he wants to do this, and then you realize he actually doesn't really want to. And you thought you were doing something so cool, and they were trying to please you, (laughs) so they don't say that they don't want to do it. Uh, So it becomes a nightmare. What is up, Tatiana, in the house? Good to see you again. Um, so that is that has served us insanely well. Again, it's called selfish desire, and you literally have an agreement that everyone is going to say their selfish desire. So, what do you want to do? What do I want to do? And then it doesn't mean that you're going to do either person's selfish desire, but then at least you know what people actually want to do. Which and the key is, is you the, can't take offense to some what that person's selfish desire is. So if it's something that is completely alone, like I don't want to be with you, I want to go, which is yours, right. I want to read, right? right? Which is very isolated, it's you know, completely without me, but I don't take but offense to it. You can sit with me if you want. Oh, that's very kind of I you. I would even read out loud to you if you were into it. Would you it. really? Yeah, like if that meant we could share the book and you weren't gonna whinge out on me, like <laughs> twenty minutes in, yeah, and I then I'm like stuck because I can't read the book because you're like, oh, well, wait for me. Right. So to give you guys an idea, I've almost finished. Uh, I don't know, it's got to be deep three hundreds, three hundred and eighty pages or something like that, and I'm probably in the last ten pages. And you've read? Have you finished the first page of your book yet? I think I might finish the first page. Wow! Yeah. All right, so you're crushing it. So our selfish desires was you wanted to read. Um, like that's his thing like on vacation it's my time to read I really want to like dive in so how many books did you buy probably about 12 12 12 books guys 12 books now not thinking that I was gonna finish them I know that but to pick right so I normally read like say one and a half books I'm way over that pace now which is amazing and don't feel like I've allocated a lot more time to it which is fascinating need to think about how that's worked out Um, but I need to like read the first like few pages of many books to figure out like which one's really going to have that vibe because there's a certain kind of book that I want to read. Anyway, we're derailing. So rules of engagement. Going back to that, um, that selfish desire is huge. One thing that I've been trying is on this, and I think it's worked really well, is instead of even leading with like what's your selfish desire, which would already put the onus on you. 
Mm. I'm saying, here's what I want to do. Mm. Like this, I would rather do this. I would like when you came back. So she just got back from her workout. We, even on vacation, we have very different sleep schedules. So I sleep a lot less than she does, which means that I go to the gym earlier than you do. And that was something in vacations past that actually bothered me because I felt like I was just waiting for you to get up before right. I would go work out. And then I hate working out so much. If I don't do it right away, it's 10x more painful. So I've gone to the gym immediately. You came back. And what I said was I would rather go immediately to get breakfast before we film and then come back and get ready. And you said, well, I'd rather get ready. Because, yeah, we had just for context, we had about an hour between by the time I got back from working right. out to us coming live. Yeah. So rather than like even and I feel like it's a bit of a level up because rather than forcing us into the like, what do you want to do? Even if it's using selfish desire, which is incredibly useful. Um, just lead with this is what I want. And I think that the clarity of that just makes things so easy. There's no mm -hmm. like hemming and hawing. And also, quite frankly, it forces me to get specific. What do I really want? Mm. And once I'm specific about that, to not just like say, hey, here it is. And, you know, so to your earlier point, the other person shouldn't judge what you want to do. It's not meant to, as an offense. But then also that we have enough history that you don't think I'm saying this is the way it's got to be. Right. right? It's yeah, because like, I think if so many one puts their foot down, it just makes you feel like you're not part of that decision, and now it's not a 50-50 partnership. Right. And, but we also try to blend our selfish desires if we can. So Great he point. said, like, his thing is reading books. And so that will be, um, I guess, like, if you didn't read on your vacation, you'd be disappointed. I'd be mortified. And I think understanding, that, and I think understanding the level of... Um, how much that means to you is really important because... Do you know that maybe why I go on vacation at this point, other than to spend time with you, which obviously is priority number right. one. But beyond that, like locations and stuff like that, if I get a read, like if it's warm yeah. and I get a read, I'm good. And that's why like even with when you order 12 books, so literally for like what the last week and a half or two weeks, packages were just coming in from Amazon where it was book after yeah. book after book. It's and at one point process. you actually turned around and you're like, you didn't really apologize, but you're like, thank you for being understanding about ordering all yeah, these books. I and sweet. I think it's just really understanding your partner and finding out what is really important to him and then being supportive about that. So like if you wanted to buy 30 books, I know how meaningful that is to you. So for me to sit there and moan about wasting money and what are you doing? Like that just makes you feel bad about something that you're really, that you really want. Right. So, um, but yeah, so we had the whole discussion. What is his selfish desire? My selfish desire is sitting in the sun and tanning. Like nice and simple. So we try to structure our day sometimes. It was like, oh, okay, the shade over here, because you have to be in the shade. Yeah. The shade over here and the sun here. So we'll lie next to each other. You're getting your selfish desire by being, um, by being able to read in the shade. I'm getting my selfish desire by tanning, and right. we kind of blend the two if we can. But if we can't, it still is important to make sure you have that time to do it. Oh, 100%. So um, those are, selfish desire, I think, is one of our most potent yeah. rules of engagement. So I think that's a good one to start with. Do you see any, I see like a bunch of stuff coming through. I don't know if you see well, I'm Well, I'm doing it kind oh, of like Are you still getting things we're... slacked? Yeah. Are we live to the crew back home? Of course we are. What is up? That's amazing. God, wow. God. You've the little faith. What is up, Impact Theory team? We Our miss boy you guys. Chase is over there slacking me. Nice. Thanks, Chase. I can actually picture. I wonder if he's sitting where he normally sits. I guess he wouldn't have to because he doesn't need eyeline. But what's up, guys? Uh, so, yeah. 
All right, so, All right, so we've got a question from Daniel Breeze. Hey, Daniel. Our boy, thanks. Daniel yeah. Breeze. Dude, Daniel Breeze, you are amazing, man. Thank you for being such a part of this community. He also has slid into the DMs over on IG, so nice. we go back and forth from time to time, so mad respect. Uh, just super grateful for all your engagement, man. Thank you. All right, so Daniel Breeze says, love this topic. Girlfriend and I got into an argument yesterday because I haven't been able to give her much attention recently. I want to take her away to show my appreciation for her being patient while I've had to work a lot lately. How do you guys make sure to connect each week? How structured is that time for you? You want me to take that one? Mm-hmm. So we... We used to be very formal about date night. So that was like a big thing. And when I was working like just, like I work a lot now, but honestly, like when I was really trying to like get something going, I had so much anxiety about not working that Mm. like I don't have anxiety about not working anymore. So, cause I leave it all out on the field. Like I'm not tense about it, but I used to have real anxiety. Cause I was like, Am I ever going to make this work? Right. Like, am I ever going to figure this out? Am I ever going to crack the nut? So I was really, really, like, tense about not, not working. Um, and during that time, I think it was good that we said, and it, it changed. Like, it, for a while, it was Friday nights, and then it was Saturday nights. But we always had some time where it was like we knew that we were going to not really play with phones back then, but, like, we were going to not do whatever the equivalent of that was. Mm-hmm. We weren't just going to sit and watch TV. We weren't going to read you know it was going to be like we were really going to be together and that was super critical and this was back when you always wanted to go out of the house so it was like legitimately a date so we would go out to a restaurant and even though like back then i was so tired from working all the time and i did not want to be going out like understanding how meaningful that was to you and so making sure that we made that time now i would say that we actually spend more time together on the weekends than we used to uh, but it's much less formal. And over time, I think we've gotten really, I'm surprised you're looking no, at me No, you're like, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. I was just like kind of processing it's it. It's interesting. Like you normally beat me to the punch and stuff like that, like all the time. Yeah, because I think of, I guess like we never used to play video games together. Right. So there's that element. Uh, I totally understand your look now. The patterns are so obvious to you that it probably still feels somewhat formal. <laughs> Whereas to me, it's like, if you were to rewind and go, we play video games at the same time virtually every day. We have lunch at virtually the same time It does feel very formal to me because I'm Whereas thinking every... it's like, it's all a surprise. Because I'm thinking every Sunday we wake up, right. we work, I normally do reviews, and then your sister comes over at 11 o'clock, and yeah, by 12 we're playing video games. Like <laughs> Very true, very true. It feels very structured, but yeah. I don't know. It doesn't to me at all, such as the wonder of having my brain, I think. It's all a surprise. Uh, so yeah, so we still get all the time at what we've done really well over time is doing more and more things together. So obviously working together is a huge deal and that has real, and, and the important part about working together isn't so much that we're, um, getting more time together because time at work oftentimes is very stressful. What it is, is that we are we have the same goal, we have the same focus. So mm-hmm. in having the same goals, in building something together, it's just your universe is the same. Like all of those sort of default things that you obsess over and think a lot about, you share all of that. So there's like, I remember it used to really, really bother you that something would be going on at work and I wouldn't tell you about it. 
because like it just like they didn't line up. It, you weren't at work. I was. I didn't even think about it. It wasn't like oh, I was keeping something from you. It's just like God. By the time I got home, the last thing I wanted to do was talk about work. Right. So in fact, I would say it's the harder thing for us is not just always talking about it. And so having time where we actually delineate. All right, we don't. We're not talking about work stuff right now. That was a big battle yeah. at the beginning of Quest. Oh my God! Like because I'm so good at compartmentalizing. Like there were times it would drive me nuts that you just talk about work all the time, all the time. So finally, I was like, there are work-free moments. So yeah. that was a very long answer to Daniel. But the one thing I would say question. to Daniel is um, try not to get it to the stage where you feel like you've let her down or that you've just been so um, unattentive to her that you have to then take her away. I think taking away is lovely, but if you can find a way where she doesn't feel neglected, even though he's working that hard, right? And that's one thing going back to selfish desire and just planning ahead. So if she knows, for instance, that, um, or if you know, like, oh my God, I've got two weeks where I'm working really hard and I'm barely gonna get to see her, sit down with her and go over there, like, look, babe, We've got two weeks, I'm gonna be pretty much not there. Like, what is gonna be meaningful for me to help you, or for help us to get through these two weeks? Is it loving Texas? Is it um, making sure that we spend one hour together before we go to bed on a Friday night? Or like kind of have that discussion so that you don't get to that point. And that's one thing that I think that we do a lot is, at least for me, you're kind of not as, um, I think, aware of how I think I'm gonna feel, well, I guess, yeah, you know, as aware how I'm going to feel two or three weeks down the line if I feel neglected. So we've made it a point to really have that discussion pretty much every week. Well, that's interesting. So that's not how it feels from my perspective. And I, I would give very different advice. Ah. Um, and my advice goes something like this. Selection is everything. Right. And one of the best things that I ever did was pick a woman who had a, a father who worked a lot. And so you have always been insanely understanding about the amount that I work. And I, like, this is one of those things that probably didn't mean much to you at the time, but I won't get specific about who it was. I don't know why, but something tells me not to. But we had somebody over at the house and the way that our apartment was structured back then, there was like a downstairs and upstairs where there were no walls. Mm -hmm. And I was singing, and you guys were trying to watch TV. And I just, like, I was headphoned up, and I happened to be like, you know, you seeing like little snippets here and there, or whatever, to the song. And when you say little snippets, you're singing all the, the time, the whole song. I mean, <laughs> sure, I'm by far, I'm not a singer, but uh, I remember you later telling me, like, they had said, will you please ask him to stop? And you said he works so hard, like, if that's what helps him put in all this time, I'm never going to ask him to stop. And I was like, that meant so much to me that like you recognize how hard I was working and why I was doing it. So I would say you need to have a real fucking frank conversation about what work ethic is to you, what you're trying to accomplish. Because when you said, hey, babe, I'm going to work like two weeks and to be all soft shoeing that, get the fuck out of here. Like, baby, I'm going to work for the next 12 years like a demon. And are you going to be okay? Like people hit me up in DMs all the time and they're like, man, I've been working for like, you know, nine months and it's really not happening and my friends, like they all have good jobs now and like, like, what are your motivating words to get me through this? And my motivating words are, you may have just realized that this isn't for you and go get a nine to five and punch in and punch out. Like that, if that's the life that makes you happy, that is the life that you should pursue. And so like, for instance, let me speak to your girlfriend for a minute. 
if you don't want to be with a guy that works all the time like that and you would much rather like a simple life where you can have every weekend just like all kinds of time devoted that he comes home at six o'clock and that you guys have three or four hours a night every night to spend time together and you don't need him to be ambitious then you're with the wrong guy yeah, but you don't, as a woman, you don't want to be neglected. Like, I, I would not be in this relationship if you neglected me for 12 years. 100% you let me neglect you for six, but six and a half. But you tongue-in-cheek, you joke about that, but you were working very hard for six years, like endlessly, but I still made sure that we had time together and that I was getting what I personally need out of that relationship. 100%. So she needs to figure out what she personally needs out of that relationship. And if then you can align, awesome. If you can't, then like you said, selection is everything and maybe you're not right. Yeah, for each I other. just want to make sure that people really hear that 100% you gave me the keys to the kingdom. You told me what you needed to feel like paid attention to and all that. Mm. But I will just say, I have had other women in my life for whom the amount of attention that they needed, right. I was never going right. to give them. There's just only so many hours in the day. Yeah. So if they had needed, or sorry, if you had needed that level of attention, like it just, it never would have worked. Right. So it's like once you agree on like those core values and we'll say ambition is incredibly important, like you find, in fact, we were just talking about like, as you've changed, like what you find sexy changes. And you said yesterday that like power is something that you find way more attractive than you did when we first got together. And thank God, because I had none of it. But that to me is fascinating, right? And so being real about what it is that you find sexy, a turn on, like to, to be okay, right? And so ambition is a huge thing in our relationship. Um, but at the same time, your point is so critical. Like once you have that, then it's like, okay, what are the things right. that we're going to agree on? What are the like? What are the ways that I need to be paid attention to, or how are we gonna yeah. deal with that? Because I know it's dangerous. Like if we get to a point where it's been one or two months where we haven't connected, like you hear a lot of the time where people aren't connected and then they go away on a vacation. Right, or they go away to then try and regroup. But how often are you actually going to be able to do that? A couple of times a year, if that. And at least for me, our relationship, like I need to make sure that every, hopefully every week, and sometimes we sleep out because we're so busy, but at least probably once every two weeks that I have my reconnection with you. Um, and we're very, I think, aware of not making, not letting it go for two, three months. Because that one reconnection, I don't know, then you kind of split apart again. Like, I kind of always want to, on a weekly basis, be that, like, kind of joint mm. with our vision, at least, of what we're doing and yeah, that 100%. emotional connection. Oh, right. Um, Daniel Breeze replied, this is amazing. I'm very happy we're both watching right now. Thank you both. Sometimes I feel like I'm hogging your time. Not at all. <laughs> Thank you for the amazing questions. We love them. And the funny thing is, even yesterday, so we, um, we went out for dinner yesterday and we were talking, we're like, we like, we always ask each other questions and like sometimes you write like pre-planned questions, mm -hmm. would you rather, so that when we're sitting at dinner, we've got like topics to talk about. And I even said to Tom, I was like, oh, we should go on like old relationship theory episodes and pull up questions that we can like, actually just talk about because we're always learning new things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, please keep the questions coming. Do not apologize for that. Nice stuff. Um, all right, so we've got a question um, from Kelly Foss. Good for you for keeping on your exercise and work routine. 
um, while on vacation, you seem very plugged in. Are you taking a day to unplug, possibly sleep in and do things you wouldn't usually do to break away and perhaps gain new perspective? I'm sure the impactivists, including myself, are happy you aren't missing today's episode. <laughs> um, well, it's interesting. So I would say that for me, 90% of my time here is so atypical. Um, so first of all, when and this this is something that I hope people really hear. Because I play so hard, and when we're at home and in like the normal routine of the business, I am literally trying to bleed to death on the field. Like I'm just trying to leave it all out there, to not have any regrets, to not have pulled punches, to work long, hard, and smart. Right? Like that. Just every day, every day, every day. I am trying to like milk that out of myself. So when I'm on vacation, I have absolutely no guilt about ignoring something. Now that doesn't mean that like yesterday, so hey, for anybody that wants to help, and by the way, if this content is adding value, be sure to share it. Oh God, yes. Um, we have a, a clip right now that's going viral, uh, one of our Goggins clips. Somebody else took it, edited it, put some music to it, and put it up, and it's got how many? Like I haven't checked this morning, but last night was like four million. Millions of views. Um, so that's obviously awesome. We're super excited about that. And so there was a lot of activity around that yesterday. So, and yep, totally I'll engage in it. But then at the same time, like at some point it was like, it was sort of a lull in the conversation. And so I just put my phone in the other room and like, didn't think about it, wasn't paying attention to it. Like, and that to me is absolutely fine. And do I know that that means that there are missed opportunities? Of course, but like, you know, you talk very eloquently with the idea that you got from um, Lisa Nichols mm. that at the end of the day, you're not looking for balance, you're looking for harmony. So it's like, when, like if there's, and this is what we when talked about. When she said that, it was like one of those earthquake moments for me. Mm. And when we were coming here, um, one of the things that we agreed on was, if you want to work, work. Just make sure it's something that you enjoy. Make right. sure it's a part of work that you enjoy. So like, I'm still going and answering comments. I'm still posting socially because I love that. Like engaging with the community, I legitimately enjoy. I love doing relationships theory, all of our live stuff. Like it, it is always the highlight of my week. I absolutely love it. So doing this stuff is fun. Um, the workout, 100% I still hate more than you can imagine, but I found it really interesting and I'm not sure where I fall on this yet. I've been really, really into fat loss for like the last, call it three months. It was right around the Goggins episode is, and literally coincidental because it was about getting summer ready. Oh, 6.3 million that. Wow, so it's just climbing, climbing, 6 .3. climbing. Uh, which is utterly fantastic. Um, and mad shout out to the team back home. We have become the viral hit makers. Like I'm just about it, full respect to those guys. Um, so that is like working out on vacation has become me earning my food. And this is something, by the way, mad shout out to this guy named Yemeni Mesa. I love one of my yes. absolute dearest friends, just an amazing human being. Um, yeah, super good dude. Follow him socially keto head keto underscore head if i'm not mistaken on ig um, and he talks about like earning your food and i love that idea and so that's something that while on vacation like i'm way looser on my diet um i drink alcohol when we're traveling which normally like i don't touch it um so working out has given me a sense like yeah i'm earning it and also i'm not doing nearly as much i may still be break even with my physique which is very exciting for me um i don't know yet if this will be a forever way of doing things because i've worked out way more on this trip than i normally would 
Um, in fact, I've done, I don't normally work, when we're back home, I don't work out on the weekends at all. And I even did, um, for me, relatively hardcore cardio both Saturday and Sunday, which yeah. was very atypical for me. I find it harder to let go than you. Is it letting go though? You actually enjoy working out. Well, I'm talking about work, I guess. Yes, that is So work itself, accurate. I feel so obligated to our team to, like, I just feel like I'm letting people down if I disappear. And they would love it if you disappear. <laughs> no, but really, right? Because yeah, then yeah, it's like, right. all right, they can just focus on all the things they want. Yeah, do. no, you're right. But yeah, I just, I find it much harder to let go of work things like that. But with working out, um, I love working out so much. And during the week, I kind of like have to squish it in. So like, what's the time? Okay, I've got like an hour to work out. Okay, run to the gym, work out, quickly run in the shower. Because I know those little things of like working out is gonna give me the joy, but I'm still rushing through it. On vacation, I'm like, I get to like walk leisurely to the gym. I get to experiment with new equipment, um, which I love. Um, like today, I was like punching on a punching bag. Right. Um, don't have a punching bag at home, so I was like, oh, I'll give it a By shot. By the way, your optimism is unending. Cause, so she went to the gym over the weekend, um, which I didn't, I just ran, which I haven't run since, I guess I ran once, like when we first moved into 75th Street, which was like... Is it a Monday or is it a Tuesday? Yeah, I mean, a long time ago, great point. That's, remind us to tell you But that yeah, we someday. joke about like when someone stops and for five minutes, it's like, was it a Monday or Tuesday that and I did nobody that? Nobody cares, cares, but it makes you feel like you're lying, so it's super weird. I haven't run hardly at all in since high school. Right. Um, so being here and running took me by surprise as much as anybody else. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun as far as cardio goes. Um, yeah, I forget where I was optimism. Going. Oh, yeah. So finally today I go to the gym for the first time and you had come back and said, oh, my God, like, it was so great. And there was these new machines. I was going crazy. Like the gym's pretty good. So I'm expecting to walk into like a 24 hour fitness. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, for a hotel uh, gym. there's essentially nothing here. So I do love like the gym really does something to you neurochemically that I find yeah. fascinating. Yeah. And then allowing yourself to not go actually makes me realize I really like this. Like kind of giving yourself like a wider span. Because you're saying you don't you don't feel obligated yeah. to work out. Yeah. Because yeah, because I'm like I'm on vacation. If I don't want to work out, I'm not going to work right. out. I'm like I really don't want to. I've given myself not quite that big of an out, um, but I've said like oh if there's like a day you know that you want to take off at any point you absolutely can. So then every day it's like well I could not work out today yeah. if I didn't want to, which I never allow myself that back at home. Yeah. Um, there's another question. I love this question so much. So this is from L.K. Elliott. Mm -hmm. Why is it so much easier to take advice and lessons from you, Tom Billu, than my own husband? Ah, yeah. Can I start this yeah, off? Yeah, please. Do you oh, know, I know the this story I'm going to say? I have no idea, really? but I know the real answer. Okay. So um, I realized that this is actually very true when um, I had a pair of shoes, and I think we were in, like, France or something, and... I had these shoes on and um, I can't remember what it was like. You you said something about the shoes and so I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a stranger came up to me and was like going crazy over these shoes. And so I was like, oh babe, like I guess these shoes really look good on me. And you turn around and you're like, but I told you that like an hour ago and you didn't even bat an eye. Like why is it so important that when someone else tells you, like it really mm -hmm. makes that much of a difference. And there is something to then they're being so um, 
not part of your everyday life like there's no emotion connected to it right like there's part of me that's like are you saying you like the shoes because it's me there's no agenda there's no yeah well there's an agenda with you but there's no agenda that's with what i'm the saying stranger. there's no agenda with the stranger there's yeah. no additional motive of like what could possibly compel them right to say something like that right so so the same with this situation if you had a question and you responded to it, you know He's not looking for anything from you, right? He's not trying to, like, because he's been a neglectful person in your life, like, he's trying to make you feel yeah, better. Yeah, there's no other that you would say that, right? Which is, of course, right. exactly what you're going to say to your husband. Exactly. And so it's, it does sadden me that that's true, um, but we've actually just come to ad admit it. Like, I don't take that personally if somebody had said something, like, if, some, if a woman was like, oh, that shirt looks good on your arms. Like... I get that that actually would be more meaningful to you than if I said it. And I don't take that personally. So if you can work with your husband to recognize, like, I don't know if he feels bad or you feel bad that you listen more to, you know, your advice than your husband's, like, it's human nature. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, you have the hardest time impacting those closest to you. So it's not like, uh, and I'll even um, give you a concrete example, just yesterday, my wife had a solution to a business problem that I just was like, I don't know, that doesn't really make sense, I don't think I wanna do that. Um, and then I asked one of the people that we um, consult with mm. and they were like, oh, you should do X, Y, Z, which was exactly what my wife said. And so, and I was like, okay, cool. Hearing it from her, then I was like, all right, this really makes sense, let's do it. But, and here's the advanced class, I then immediately turned to you and I said, 100%, this is exactly what you said I should do. And like, you were right, right from the jump. I'm 100% behind it. And then you had gotten me, like I was being really lazy about something and you kept pushing me. And I was like, don't ever lose sight. Cause then like the momentum started getting going with everything. And I said, don't ever lose sight of the fact that you created this energy. Like it may have been me that like then went and moved the ball forward, but you created the energy. And so acknowledging that where it's like, let's say that your husband tells you something and then I say the exact same thing. And because I am so unrelated to you, it like clicks and it resonates to then go back to your husband and say, look, I really want you to know hearing it from an outside perspective really helped me get clarity on it. But I want to acknowledge that that was exactly what you told me to do. And look, depending on where your husband's at sort of in his own journey, it may at first be like a pushback and he's gonna be like, yeah, exactly. Like I told you and you never listen. But even though that will be very frustrating for you to hear it said in that way, like you will have given him something really powerful. You have planted a seed that is, I don't need to be right. And I'm always willing to admit when I'm wrong. And I'm mm -hmm. always willing to admit when something was your idea and that was powerful. And he'll ultimately, because then he'll be able to relax and he'll realize I don't have to say that because she always acknowledges when I was right, like you will earn a reputation, but it takes time. And I find that people always want to earn the reputation like right then and there. Yeah. Like they want to have done it once and then people be like, that's just what you're like. Like it takes time, it may take years, but you will earn that reputation over time if you just stay consistent. And then from the other perspective, it's, I didn't take offense to it because I totally get it. Right. Like I totally get that I gave a piece of advice, you pushed back and pretty much ignored it and then someone else came and gave that same advice and you were like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Like I get it. I get that, um, yeah, it's, it's less impactful and when someone close to you says it. And so one thing I didn't do was like, see, see, I told you, you should listen to right. me. Because then it just feels like, well, 
I'm just looking to be right versus getting to the right answer. Like if the person had suggested something completely opposite to me and that was the right answer, I'd be like, thank God you didn't listen to me. Like I would have screwed things up. So I think it's both ways. The person not pointing out like, yeah, yeah, I see I was right. And then the other person recognizing because you then recognized, yeah, you were completely right. And it just allowed me to go, oh, thanks. Like I'm not going to be bashful next time about saying my opinions because I may be right. I may be wrong. As if there was ever a time where you were bashful about your opinion. Not when you (sighs) believe that you're right. Like, you might be if you're unsure, but good Lord, when you believe that you're right, you are relentless. But then also, we have the discussion, because you say to me, like, how certain are you? Or how much do you believe in this? And I'd be like, 95%? Like, we kind of, like, evaluate then. Like, we don't become dogmatic on our opinions or our advice to the other person. If you want a fighting chance against the competition, you need to be using the best technology and platforms in the world like Shopify. For whatever and wherever you want to sell, from launching to going international, Shopify is the global commerce platform that will help you grow at every stage of your business. Shopify is your all-in-one platform to quickly and efficiently take your business to the next level. Now, I love everything about Shopify because it makes it so easy for you to start, run, and grow your business. It didn't used to be this easy. I'm telling you, back in the day, it was a lot harder. I'm so jealous. Shopify powers more than 10% of all U.S. e-commerce because businesses that want to grow quickly and efficiently choose Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash impact, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash impact now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash impact. If getting your hands dirty and taking good care of your car or cars is a passion of yours, then eBay Motors is here for the ride because I'm sure you remember when you first saw the potential in that beauty. And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly with ebay motors brake kits led headlights exhaust kits turbochargers bumpers whatever your baby needs ebay motors has it and with ebay guaranteed fit it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time every time or your money back plus at these prices you're burning rubber not cash keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply all right um oh this question came in with um to our connect inbox nice um tom and lisa is there anything this is from Corey. this is from oh sorry yes Corey g rota is there anything you do not sorry is there anything you do not or have not shared with each other or is there something you would prefer not to be told by the other maybe for protection or similar reasons just a curious question thanks for all you do so no um i have very strong beliefs about i've gotten myself in trouble with my wife many times for um not sharing but like being honest about something meaning like i know when i say this we're gonna get in an argument Mm. like it's inevitable and but and vice versa so but i think that's really important because and it, it is entirely selfish 
So my thing is I want to feel connected and I can't feel connected if I feel like I'm holding something back. And so in, oh God, this is so dumb. Am I really going to bring this up now? <laughs> I will, I will. I so want to know. Yeah, so I've kept one thing from you. <gasps> yeah, you ready? You're saying this live. I Let's am. do it. All Come right, on. So here it is. There was one day, it, so it hardly ever rains in LA. <laughs> And kind of crooked, by the way. I've tried, the there's, it's the microphone keeps pulling the camera back. Mm -hmm. So like, I can literally turn this endlessly. See? But it's, it's not the turning, it's the angle of the... Oh, that's devolving over time, I think. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm so curious on what he's about to that say. That she really wants to delay it, I guess, by... No, I'm... Oh, I'm God, see? Like, the camera won't stay. All right, let's try and... Side Sorry, guys. this a little bit closer. It's like a drum roll, right? Okay. Is that I know, I'm like, okay. That might be as brilliant as I think it was. Well done. Look at you. Production experience. Apparently. Um, so it was so raining one yeah. day, and I was up super How early. How recently? Uh, probably four months ago. Okay. And all, it, do you remember when it was really stormy, and like the heat lamps were falling yeah, yeah, over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... The heat lamps had all fallen over, and I thought, I'm going to go sort this out. I'm not going to do it because I'm looking for credit. I'm just going to do it. And so I'm never going to mention it to her because it was just like, it's the right thing to do. Like, don't be looking for credit for everything that you do. So I go out, and I find, like, those yeah. things to cover them. I cover them. I, like, move them all, and I'm getting just chucked down, rain on me the whole time I'm doing it. Yeah. And I'm doing this at, like, 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. And it was one of those where I'm like... I really deserve a lot of credit for this. And I was like, that's so petty. So just let it go. Okay. And so I said, if she doesn't bring it up, I'm never going to mention it. And you've never brought it up, so I never mentioned it. But do you know how many times like I've, I'll look at the heat lamps and be like, I saved those. I went while it was raining. But you and think I that's a lie? No, not a lie at all. I'm just saying, like, because I never told you about it, literally 20 times, I have felt like I have so this thing. So it's like thing. really been on your mind. Yeah. And that's like... It's so weird, and that's why I don't think, like, it's so short-term strategy mm. to be like, oh, I'm not going to say anything, it's just going to upset her or whatever. But you start to feel like you have a secret. So if something as dumb as I went out at 3.30 in the morning while it was raining, zipped up the heat lamps, moved them over to the side, like, that made me feel like this slight little disconnect from you. And I've debated, like, because I had promised myself that I would never bring it up because I would just be doing it to get the credit. But then it evolved into, like, I need to bring it up just because now it's, like, it's starting to feel like I have this stupid secret. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, we are so... We are that very, gives you an idea of like, how openly we discuss Yeah, things. we discuss everything. But look, you've got to work on getting there. You can't just be brutally honest, I think, with people and not um, understand who they are and how you approach certain situations as a partnership. Uh, but, right, like... You I have to set the stage right from the jump. But, like, for instance... Yes. Yeah, no, I, you're right. But, like, we've... The, the famous no, story... Like, I'm alive for the first six months, and with, then I'm going to... Like, with the famous story about my shirt... So, um, yeah. for all those who haven't heard the story, I'll go through it pretty quickly. But I bought this shirt, I went shopping. Not that shirt. No, not shirt. this shirt, sorry, another shirt. Um, went shopping, loved the shirt, and it was one of those, as a woman, I'm like, I'm not going to tell him, I'm just going to surprise him. Like, on our next date night, I'm going to put it on, he'll be like, whoa, where did you get that? Like, you look amazing. So I thought, you know, like, I like to kind of do little surprises like that. So anyway, got the shirt. Date night comes, put the shirt on, walk out of the bedroom, and you're like, okay, you ready to go? He hasn't said anything about the shirt, but, you know, like, he's busy. But, you know, he was just texting someone. Just, you know, he's thinking about logistics. The cab's here. We've got to go, blah, blah, blah. So we get to the restaurant. Our table isn't ready, so we sit at the bar. 
sitting at the bar, we all do a drink. This is a katana. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, was it so a Monday or was it a Tuesday? <laughs> I'm like really trying to get, because I know the story more as the story than like the yeah, actual moment. Yeah. So. I don't think we were at Katana, no. Um, so I'm sitting there, we're at the bar, we're not at the table yet, and he doesn't say anything. And so we're talking, and I was like, okay, he just needs some time, he still doesn't say anything. So we always say don't test each other, don't test each other on memory, if he's going to remember it's my birthday, like... If I know he loves me, you can't judge someone by a memory of something. So I'm not going to test him on the shirt. So I'm just going to point it out because otherwise I'm going to be sitting here all night wondering, like, why isn't he saying anything about the shirt? So I was like, oh, babe, hey, like, what do, what do you think? Like, I've got this new shirt on. And literally, no joke, he looks at me and he goes, eh. <laughs> for all you women out there that know, you're trying to dress up for your partner and he looks at you and goes, it's not the best feeling in the world. But again, I'm just like, he's just being honest. He's just being honest. Don't take it personally, Lisa. So I'm literally telling myself this in my head. He's just being honest. Don't take it personally. Just being honest. Don't take it personally. But I couldn't help but feel like super disappointed. Right. So I'm trying to brush it off, pretend like nothing's wrong. But you can tell. And you're like, why are you so quiet? Nothing. No reason. You're like, did I just upset you? And I was like, well, yeah, babe. Like, I put this lovely shirt on, you know, like really made an effort. And you look and you go, eh. And he's like, but I'm not going to lie to you. And I just remember, like, it hit me so hard because you're like, if when you really strike me and you've put something on and, oh, my God, you've taken my breath away, which I actually just posted about me taking your breath away on a photo that I just posted. But, it, like, you really took my breath away. He's like, I need you to know I'm being sincere. I'm being honest. I'm not just saying it for the sake of it. So, like, there are times where we'll have just woken up um, you know, my hair's everywhere, I've got no makeup on, and you look at me and you, you say, like, wow, you look beautiful. You look, I need you to know I really mean that, and I need you to know that I'm not just saying it to make you feel a certain way or to get something from you, right? Like, I really mean that. And when you're 90 and we're lying in bed and I turn around and I say you look beautiful, it has to be based on the fact that you've, you know that I'm going to be sincere for those, you know, the time that we've been together. And so that really struck me, and that was kind of our basis, at least for me, of going, you always need to be honest with each other because it doesn't, at least for us, it doesn't come from a malicious place. It comes from you have to be honest to really then feel connected in our relationship. Yeah, and I, the important part for me is, like, you, you have to be honest to feel connected yourself. It's not even like... because. Part of the question was, is there anything you kept from the other person because you think that it would upset them? Yeah. And it's like, forget that for a second. Like, it's going to make you feel distant. It's going to make you feel weird. And so that's why I just, and that's why, like, I don't get people that are unfaithful. It's like, uh, dude, like, I can't think of anything that would make me feel less, like, in sync, in the relationship, all the things that make the relationship worth the sacrifice. So literally, that's just so weird to me. And even, so I don't know, guess this kind of goes under the bucket but I remember when we first not first met I think we were a couple of years into our relationship and we went to a restaurant to the warehouse for that dessert mm. do you remember this and so we go it was a Tuesday right <laughs> we go for this amazing dessert super excited you were really excited you bless you are always trying to give me what I want so we get to the restaurant and they had just closed I guess the kitchen or something 
and we're like, oh, please, like, is there any way you can, and you were like being very sweet to this, like, guy that was just kind of, like, I think it was the waiter, in fact. And you're like, look, please, is there any way, like, I really want to, like, get this dessert, like, we've been looking forward to it. And he was like, I'm so sorry, sir, like, the restaurant is closed. And there's this old guy just sitting at the bar, and he turns around, he's like, get them the dessert. And they're like, okay, yes, sir. And we're like, what the hell just happened? Realizing he was like the owner of the restaurant. And a part of me was like, that was a little bit of a turn on. Like he could just turn around and be like, get it for them. But I kind of felt a little guilty thinking that because I'm with you and you kind of think like, well, I should. But I was like, I was just going to be honest with you. It's not. It's not against you. It's not that I don't find you attractive or anything. But like, there was this little thing that like, "Hmm, that was actually kind of. And I spent the next 16 years. But like almost keeping that from you, I would have felt guilty. Right. And I wouldn't have had the work ethic, so it's all good. Yeah. No, I totally agree. But so that's how kind of honest we are with each other about things. Because otherwise I just would have felt like I was keeping it from you. Right. And that secret then makes me feel guilty about it. Right. Which it wasn't necessarily I shouldn't feel guilty. It was just an instinctual emotion that I had. So. 100%. Yeah. That was a great question. That was a really great question. Um, all right, let's go to um, this question's from My Vibe. May, may, may Vibe? I'm sorry, I'm sure I'm butchering it. Are we out here? May Vibe? May Vibe? Yeah, I dig that. Hello, Tom and Lisa. Question Tom, how was your relationship with your mum growing up and how has that affected your romantic relationship? Well, my relationship with my mom was awesome with an asterisk. So, I think she wanted to choke me out like a professional wrestler when I was in my teenage years because I was a lot to handle. But I am—I never for a second doubted that my mom loved me. Mm. And so that just goes like so far in my book. And my mom was exactly what I needed to stay in line. Like my mom was not a pushover. She was not for play. I, I were running out of time, so I won't go into the whole story about like the, the three slaps, but... Um, yeah, my mom was not for play. She was tough. She kept me in line. I never got into trouble. Um, and that is all because of my mom. So just insanely grateful. Now, what it made me realize, because people always just say, oh, like, uh, boys go for women that are like their mom, which I didn't do. Um, but I thought, I think what they really mean to say is you go for someone who makes you feel like your mom made you feel. Yeah. And my mom made me feel special. My mom made me feel like I was important. My mom made me feel like I could do things. Like, even though my mom quietly assumed I was going to fail, she never told me that. Like, she was always cheering me on, always pushing me to do better, to be better. So, and she was so strong-willed. So it is absolutely not an accident that I'm with a woman that's insanely strong-willed, who makes me feel important, makes me feel like I can do anything, pushes me to be better, like all of those things. But that has to do with how she made me feel, not how she was as a person. Mm. So those, I think, are, are very different. I, I do think people, God, maybe even when it's negative, I haven't spent a lot of time looking at that, but certainly when it's positive, and I would say that my relationship with my mom was insanely positive, always has been my entire life, um, even though I was very difficult at times. So it doesn't mean we weren't fighting like cats and dogs because we we fought like cats and dogs when I was a teenager, 100%. Um, but I think she and I maybe had a very different experience. She was a lot less stressful for me than I was for her, uh, in fairness. So sorry, Mom. Uh, but yeah, 
So that's how it's affected my romantic and, relationship. And I remember when we first met, you, um, you said you're very close to your mom. And then the one thing that your mom had said to you was make sure that your wife is your number one. For sure. And so when I met your mom already, I was like, well, you've brought up this incredible man who um, loves you to death. And, you know, like that meant a lot to me. And that showed me your character, right? This guy who's willing to do anything for his mom and like love her and adore her, but still always be honest with her. And that was a big thing. Um, and then from the wife perspective, like I so appreciated the fact that she said that to you because I don't know, I think a lot of people have issues with their, like especially like the whole, the typical, like the women have problems mm. with their mother-in-law and the, the men have problems with their father-in-law. And I think it's because it's always like that competition, right? Like your mum was the woman in your life and now I come along and she kind of then takes second or third place. It's like what we've said about having kids. Right. So when we have kids, we recognize that the child is going to be my number one and that's gonna move you your placement in my life. Um, and then how does that make us feel? So I think the fact that your mum was willing to um, take that second place or that third place when you met the person of your dreams um, really meant a lot to me. Now that doesn't mean that we didn't have issues because I think like anything when change comes along you have to adjust. Sure. And so now you were spending so much more time with me than you were on the phone to her. So, you know, me and your mom had to kind of navigate those waters and we've built this beautiful relationship. And, you know, I think that that's really important to make sure that you're always open in communicating with so like for me, communicating with my mother-in-law, not communicating through you, but doing it directly. And then also having the respect as that person that's now stepping into first place, having the respect that like, this is gonna be difficult for her. It's, it's gonna be difficult for anybody when you have to take that step. Right. So be respectful for that, be understanding, see what they need out of it, um, and then kind of work from there. Word. So, all right. a look um comment from shannon maruli lisa totally off topic but your arms are everything <laughs> thank Her you arms are everything respect um, like you got to see them in person they are just not for play <laughs> they are not for play and when you pose in photos like when you're doing something like if you've got your arm up and i look at your lats and i think god damn like you really put the work in you really put the work in. Oh, like, there's no question you. about that. It's insanity. Not only is is it hot, it's like inspiring. Yeah, you put the work in. Thank you, baby. Um, okay, looking for more questions, but until they come in, um, I wanted to talk about something we did last night that was like so meaningful to me. So one thing that we always try to do is connect on unique level. Um, obviously we're in Bora Bora, it's stunning here, it's amazing. But finding those things that even if you were at home on you know a Friday night in bed, like what are the things that you can do with your partner to kind of um, really bond? And so we started playing music. Yeah, that was actually really romantic. So we started like literally just, you got your phone out and you started playing like old music that meant really something to us. And we were sitting outside, we were looking up at the stars and we started playing like the Brian Adams song. More Than uh, Words. More Than Words, Brian the Bangles. Adams, everything I do. Bangles, Which Eternal Flame, um, yeah. and just kind of go dating like, ourselves a little bit here. Yeah, we are dating, but like p 
putting on music that kind of helps bring out that like mm. romantic emotion. Like, but just we were just sitting there holding hands, looking up at the stars, singing. Everything I do, we do it for. I'm not going to sing, but um, so things like that, which people always say, like, what are the things you guys do to really mm. bond? Like, just little things. I mean, you were playing it from your phone, and we just. Yeah, we started playing. So there's a tip if someone wants to really connect with their other half is, um, yeah, ask them about music. And, and then sing al singing along together was cool. Here's one I did not see coming. So my wife tried to feed me to the sharks yesterday. Um, so <laughs> literally. So we, um, we have one of those like huts where you can literally descend off the back into the ocean. And... The movie Open Water is my greatest fear. I'm not afraid of ghosts, goblins, like any of that. But that movie is like just an absolute horror film for me. And so getting in the water, I've got a thing with the water. Like I was thinking yesterday, in fact, before we went in the water, like if you were a child of the 80s and you watched Jaws and you don't have an unending fear of the ocean, like you just weren't paying attention. So I have like... The, the ocean, open water like that freaks me out. Yeah. And because of that, like I have to move towards the things that scare me. So it would have been really easy. So I went in the water and it was cold. Mm. So, was cause our hut's over where it's a little bit deeper. And so I was like, whoa, this is like not sort of shore bath water. This is like actually a little bit chilly. And I could have easily been like, oh, look, it's, it's just not that warm. Why don't we just head in and go like wait in the beach? And you really wanted to snorkel. And so I was like, all right, I'm scared of this, so I have to do it. So I just jumped in. And I was like, like, all right, let's go. And so we start snorkeling together. And then, like, we've been snorkeling for a while. Um, got into, like, the shallow waters and stuff. And then at one point I thought, because I was normally ahead of you to fend off any danger. And if you think I'm kidding, you don't know me. Um, and then at one point we started holding hands underwater mm. and I was like this is insanely romantic to me I have no idea why but holding your hand and feeling like I was taking care of you underwater like that was really romantic and me. we then spoke about it so it's like those little things that like don't just not acknowledge mm. I don't know like even in just talking about it it made me feel more connected to you right um, I don't know what you said something that reminds me of Vanessa Van Edwards so we had her on the show and it was talking about like um, the, like the differences between like different people and like um, I think it was like neuroticism the specific yeah. one and um, you're a high neurotic I'm, I'm low high neurotic. yeah exactly and so we realized okay that means that if I'm doing all my best to prevent any problem from happening up until the point once it happens I'm now like freaking out and you're the one that's super calm so we actually make a good couple on that um, in that arena and so understanding the way people handle things and the way people see things even if it's on a small level is really really enlightening so in going into the water you were like as i'm swimming like oh i'm fully aware like okay what am i going to do like a shark yeah, comes like, how would i put myself in front of you if the shark was coming yeah right literally that's all i'm thinking about and so but for me i get in the water and for a split second my heart starts racing like i didn't realize like you can't see very far yeah, so if the shark's coming like i'm done and so i was like oh my god i'm really scared and i thought you can't think like that like ultimately if a shark's now coming for me there's nothing i can do so i was like yeah so if there's nothing i can do just enjoy it so my like reaction to it was like i was so anxious getting up to it and right. then afterwards i was like eh. but you were 
really like, okay, this is what happens, this is how I'm going to protect, I'm going to jump in front of the shark, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And um, yeah, like handling each situation and knowing how the other person is going to do it um, and understanding where their mentality, I think like that just, it's an example of how we deal with life in general and understanding the other person and seeing it from their point of view is so important. Agreed. All right, so. we're out of time. Oh yeah, we are. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. I think we have one more live before We've we leave. We've got a Q&A. So, yeah, so the one thing that we said to the team, we didn't want to let them down or really, you know, let you guys down. So we said if we had Wi-Fi, that we're going to try and keep the lives going. So today, yay, we've got Wi-Fi. And then Wednesday, right? And then, well, Wednesday is the after impact, which you pre-recorded with, oh, um, with well, Jared. Um, but then Friday, Sorry. we're back now yeah. on Q&A Live. I'll be taking the voice Cindy's place. Um, what's up, Zens? Um, I'll be taking her place and asking the questions. Okay. So, um, yeah, guys, join us live. We'll probably do it this time. Yeah, 10 a.m., which hours. is 1 p.m. Pacific. So and that was actually the thing about vacation and real time. We're like, I, we don't want to get up early. Like, we get up early right. so often, at least for I'm me. Still getting up early, you are. I don't want to set an alarm for 6 That's the thing. I don't want an alarm set, yeah. which will then mess up my sleep anyway. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, we really, really appreciate the questions. And as always, if this content is adding value, please do share it. It's how we're building this community. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care. Legendary. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.